I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. That's fine too. Mom. That's fine too. Mika, mum. It's I, I never say mom. Um, so you'll see. This is a very different structure and a little more than that. Mm-hmm. And we feed off of each other too, so we might get going and get riled up or something okay. like that. We're gonna have some fun. We kind of yeah. We're not. Well, we are, we're recording, so I'm gonna watch what I say. We're ready. <laughs> so he um, does this. He starts recording. And I don't even know. Sometimes we get gold. And when yeah. before we even know we're recording. Yeah, that's so the best this part. This log get cut out because you talked about what you're not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. and anything if you say a number or something. Yeah, like we that, are yeah. revealing to our readers that we bought the new distribution center um, on Wednesday. So, okay. Yeah. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Ordinary to Extraordinary. We're on with Miko Love, who is the budget mom. So, uh, if you haven't heard of Miko or the budget mom, like I said in the video commentary we just did you should probably get on instagram and go type in the budget mom and see her blue check mark Four hundred and thirteen thousand followers that went up it's by thirteen thousand just in, in one, a few days in a day holy crap yeah so we hit four hundred thousand followers and then the next day we're at 413 so it's just it's remarkable what's happening on that platform for us right now and so miko's story is pretty cool uh single mom had seventy seven thousand dollars in debt Working as an advisor, which you guys know is what I do, was newer to the industry though at that point, and you were in it for five years or how many years? Almost were you? eight. Eight years yes. as a, uh, working, okay, as a licensed advisor with a local firm here in Spokane, but uh, then decided, screw this, no more debt. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting a hold of my finances, and uh, took the bull by the horns. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming on today, and we're excited to hear a little more of your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. So can I start off with a Dave Ramsey question? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. thousand dollars in debt, <laughs> what was it? So I had credit card debt, student loan debt, and a car loan. You were normal. I was normal. I always <laughs> wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave doesn't. What does he say? You're stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> How'd you do that? That's stupid. His voice, some of the stuff he says, I'm like, do you... Is that constructive? Yeah, is that, right. Is, is that, that really? Yeah. Is that, let me smack you around a little bit, then build you up. <laughs> yeah. So I guess where I'd like to start is give us your personal background, where you were born, all that stuff, and then talk about the genesis and the idea to do what you're doing now, and then 
give as much or as little information as you want. So really, um, I was born in a little itty bitty town just north of here from Chewila, Washington. I know Chewila. Yes. I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Well, we have a you great have golf that. course. Yeah. We have a great ski resort um, mm-hmm. up there. But I grew up on a on a dairy farm, a cattle farm, um, up just on the backside of 49 degrees. Uh, I grew up with my mom was a single mom. She worked hmm. three jobs to raise me and my sister, and that's really. Um, my experience with with money management and finances growing up as a little kid what really started the budget mom though was as a little girl you never imagine and think about your life you know and divorce being in that picture it definitely wasn't for me but it happened um and so the budget mom for me was really started to build a community i went searching for single moms who understood the feelings and emotions that i was going through Um, especially with learning how to manage my finances, the embarrassment I felt around how much debt I had. I wanted to talk to someone who understood me, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have anybody in my life who filled that role. And as I went searching for them, they were searching for me, and all of a sudden this amazing TBM family community was born. Um, I, you know... I, it's true, I started out in the finance industry after college in in 2011, Um, but where my heart really fell is when I started and I earned my accredited financial counseling designation. Mm -hmm. For the first time in my life, I felt like a lot of the questions I had surrounding money management, but the emotional triggers behind money management was starting to be answered when I went through that program. Um, a lot of nights I'd come home and I just like wanted to scream from the rooftops like this information could have helped me three years ago. And I felt almost like this duty that I needed to share it. Cool. And that's essentially why I wrote my first blog post on the Budget Mom back in 2016. You had a quote on your website that I really identified with and actually wrote it down. And I was going to bring it up in the weekly commentary and I didn't look at the top part of my paper, only the lower portion. <laughs> but it was basically, it's like, I discovered that a life of abundance is not about how much you have, but how you live. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it actually aligns with something we say here. It's like, we want you to not just be wealthy, but to live wealthy, right? right. It's like, it's not who dies with the most amount of money, but it's how you live during that time too. So yeah, that I, quote was cool and a good, I imagine a life motto for you. It is. It's, it's definitely a life motto because the number one thing that I learn on my budgeting and financial journey is that it's much more a self-discovery journey. Um, I had a major, major mindset shift um, on this journey for me that really did change every aspect of my life. And that was just feeling blessed and thankful from what was surrounding me and the things that I did have and not constantly feeling the need to want more, Mm -hmm. to want new, to want better, but to truly be happy in my own skin and and be really thankful for what I did have. Um, Once I adopted that mindset, all of a sudden the things that were causing like my spending triggers, like spending money because I was compensating for like negative feelings I was having about myself or I would see a girl walking down the street. I'm like, I want that purse. Or I see a mom who was doing all these lavish things with their kids. I want to be that mom. I never, I no longer felt the need to be a certain way. I was truly okay with just being me. And that was something that really does go with that quote. That's why I love it so much. And it's, it's really something I strive to live by. I kind of shared with her before, Stephen, that this podcast is centered around leadership, but also mm-hmm. the little subtopic of mental health too. So yeah. I mean, right there, you're hitting on positive mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that is a hard thing. I think most people never get to that point where they feel comfortable with who they are mm. too. But somehow you've managed to do that through money, which is usually the, th- I mean, like 
and budgeting, which is usually the thing that throws people off the most and screws up their mental health right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of our of the reasons. I mean, think about it. Every spending decision you make, there's an emotion behind why you're spending. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time people don't step back and like ask yourself the hard questions. Well, why am I spending this? Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until I started asking myself those hard questions that I realized that there was other emotional aspects that were happening that I wasn't really addressing Mm -hmm. until that point. Yeah. I I find quite often that people attach emotions to things. Right. And it's never been something that I've done. I've always been an experienced guy over a things guy. Mm-hmm. And I think once you reach that point, life's just better. I, You know what? That's so funny that you said that because it's something that I've dealt with with my son. I used to do the exact same thing. I would associate happiness with the amount of things that I mm-hmm. had or what I had accumulated or the things that surrounded me. But really, when I had my son and I went through this transformation on my financial journey, what you said nailed it experiences the memories that i build with my son are truly priceless you cannot put a value on those types of things and i think once you hit that in your life and that understanding in your life it completely changes you Mm -hmm. well beyond that as well you your son is obviously going to have a really cool understanding of fiscal health right oh for sure know how to spend how to budget even if it's a complete accident, he knows that. It's just because that's what you do and that's, what you preach. We talked about this actually on the weekly commentary film before. One of my questions was, how are you teaching your son positive financial habits, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the answers was osmosis, basically. <laughs> you do it by, by, by what they see. Mm-hmm. They absorb so much. And I think, too, I, I am very open about my son with finances. We talk about money very openly mm-hmm. um, in, in our family unit, in our house. But I think that he learns so much more, not from what I'm telling him, but from what he sees me doing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, almost like, you know, Mm -hmm. by mistake, you're not actively trying to teach them about money, but they're learning about it, right? they're sponges, right? Oh, for sure, yes. He is a sponge. He's seven (laughs) and he absorbs everything, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, first blog post in 2016, Mm -hmm. was the mindset then that this is something you could monetize or was it just to get it all out there? It was literally for my sanity. Okay. It was literally to get all of this crap that I had in my head out. It was like an outlet yeah, totally. for me um, because I felt guilty for knowing these things and not saying something. That, you know, I would call my best friend and be like, did you know that, you know, we t- my, my first blog post was about credit scores. I'm like, mm. I call her. I'm like, do you know that? She's like, Miko, I don't. Like, I have no interest in that. Like, why are you telling me these things? Like, why are you so excited? Why are you not as excited yeah, as like, I am? Yeah, like, Credit scores. Yeah. And so I I knew that the people in my life, though I love them and bless them, I they just don't have the same interests, I guess, as me. And they don't get excited about me. And so I wanted to find people who understood that level of excitement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it was definitely just an outlet to really reach people, build this community it wasn't until I launched my first product um, that I I really felt like, okay, I made my first dollar. Now what? Yeah. This is no longer just a hobby for me. This is something what that... What was your first product? My first product was a life planner. That a budget we, book, right? No, or, it no? was actually a life planner that had nothing to do with budgeting. Um, it had to do with organizational skills and, and building mm. organization around your day-to-day mm. life. It failed miserably. Now, <laughs> we, we sold every single one, but when I say failed miserably, it was so bad. 
It just didn't look <laughs> and, good aesthetically my, how it worked. And now and in, in my eyes, right, it was just not up to what I think is it. I was telling Miko, I was like, I think you might be the most organized person I've met. I, she was posted a thing even today on like meal prep and her meal plan. Yeah. I was like, she's like, this is next week. This is the following. I'm like, what the hell, woman? Like, <laughs> who has weeks booked out in advance? Yeah. See, I don't even know tomorrow what we're eating. We've talked about this. Like the whole concept of meal prep turns my stomach. Like I eat healthy for the most part. Yeah. I didn't for the last four days. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you know what? You're allowed that. Every I, once in a while, yeah. Let's tell you what. Life is too short not to eat what you want. Deep and fried cheese and beer. That's what <laughs> I had for the last few days and beer. in Wisconsin. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think from a mental health standpoint, some people need that structure. Yes. And you seem like you probably thrive, thrive on, on having, yeah, totally. you know where everything's coming from, you know where yes. everything's going, you know what you've got at this time and that time. And in my work life, I'm like that. Like my calendar is king yeah. in my work life. Totally. But when it comes to the weekend, like people will ask me on Monday what I'm doing Saturday, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Unless I'm in a relationship with somebody and they've planned something, I yeah. don't make plans and I, I dodge plans. That's my way of not getting stressed. Well, that's the bit of millennial a, that's right? in you. It's because it's a sense of opportunity. You want to leave yourself open for what comes along, mm-hmm. right? And living in the moment. I am much like that in my personal life when it comes to my schedule. Now, I am, I do have a boyfriend, and sometimes I'll say, hey, Babe, we'll have the Seahawks game on Sunday. You know, let's watch that go together. Pack, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's something planned. But where I do strive with organization is finance and food. The number one things I feel like could really hurt your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, food. Yeah. I mean, let, think about your food budget. Oh. It's it's a budget killer Coffee. for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think the reason I, I thrive on it is because I learned very early on if I organize and plan this out, I can save a lot of money in my budget. So now it's just a, it's a part of my life. Yeah. How often do you eat out? Once a week. Once a week? Once a week. When you're um, not traveling. When I'm not traveling. Tra- yeah. But that, let me tell you, it's not usually for dinner. It's usually for lunches. So where I struggle with my meal plan is I am so busy. Yeah, I am in between video productions and podcasts and interviews and the Instagram and doing my blog and dealing with a lot of other business aspects. I'm like, crap, I didn't pack a lunch today. <laughs> Or I didn't, you know, I rush out the door and I don't eat breakfast and I'm starving by one. I'm like, yeah, Arby sounds awesome right now. <laughs> you know, so that's where I really do struggle. But the dinners and, and that I have down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So you're, obviously you just said it's like you're busy. It's like, uh, this is a question I always ask, having a family mm-hmm. and maintaining a relationship with your boyfriend mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, so juggling being a mom, being a girlfriend, you know, working through business aspects, being in front of a camera, yada, 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 this goes on, right? It's like anything that you've done specifically or how do you manage all of that and not drop, you know, the ball on your son? Well, very early on, you know, when my business started to grow significantly and I saw my schedule getting busier, I really had to step back and prioritize. Um, I'm a mom first, but I'm also a daughter and a partner. Um, and prioritization and prioritizing those things in my life is very critical. Um, anything, no matter what I'm doing, I'm a mom first. My business is second. Um, I'm a partner as well. That's prior- priority. And I'm a daughter to my mom. And my mom is a priority in my life. And I structure my day and what I'm doing around that. Um, of course, there is overlap with my business. There are some things like this last year in 2019, I missed my son's first day of school. I was at mm. a conference uh, called FinCon in mm. Washington, D.C., and I missed his first day of school. And let me tell you, I cried for like two days straight. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I missed my son's first day of school. And it was a big thing for me. I felt 
like the worst mom in the world. So it does overlap on those those things, but I also have to realize the things that I'm doing now, the reason I'm busy is to better my son's life. It's to better our future um, and to give him and have the life I really want with him. So it's accomplishing both, but you really do have to step back sometimes and say, okay, I'm a mom first, this can wait. Mm-hmm. You have to put limits and constraints on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Somebody power I, saying no to things. Right. Yeah. You know, most of the time I'm like, okay, you know what? Work starts at eight and I leave at five. But what people also don't realize about what I do is the budget mom is my life. Mm-hmm. There is no turning it off. I don't get vacation. I don't get time off. Um, I am online answering questions. I am, it, it. you know, the budget mom is documenting my life too. And so it's really hard to find those times off. I was really fortunate. I just got back from Costa Rica. And it was the first trip that I took in four years where I actually felt like I didn't have to do something for the business. Ryan, my new assistant, was able to take over. And that that was a new level of happiness that I haven't felt in a long time. Cool. And good. I, I awesome. really needed that. Yeah. I get concerned when people say they don't take time off. So it's good that you have an assistant now and that you can yeah. actually do that. Well, um, talk about burnout. Yeah. Oh, I for mean, sure. at some point, it's it's like real. you're going to run into the ground. Right. Yeah. You know, I did it all by myself for three and a half years. And mm. there's only so much that you can do as one person where all of a sudden that you're no longer progressing or growing, right? You're hurting yourself by yeah. doing totally. it that way. Well, and I knew, it. yeah, I growth. knew I, I knew I had to reach out and grow a team. And that's what we're focusing on 2020. I already have Ryan, but we're doing more to focus on growing a team in 2020. Right, cool. Good. Uh, that was actually going to be one of my questions, but I wrote some stuff down here. I want to go back again so you you released your your first product mm-hmm. your um planner life planner what was the evolution there like where did what so that was 2016 that? 20 mm-hmm. and then so we're 2020 now mm-hmm. you've grown so much how mm-hmm. many products do you have now what was like the sequence of those so really here's the thing i'm an all-cash company i'm a debt-free company i run my business much like i do my personal life which means that we do not rely on financing for product production that also means that we're limited about the amount of product in, that we can produce. Yeah. Um, the demand for our products are always so much higher than what we can actually produce as a company. Um, so back in 2016, I released 5,000 life planners. Today, we do over 150,000 units of product every single year. And we usually sell out within 24 to 48 hours for my products. Wow. It's massive scale production compared to where we used to be. Um, And so as we went on, you know, with 2016 and releasing that life planner, I realized how critical feedback is from my readers. We took that feedback and we have been really just making the products better every ever since. Um, now we have over 150 products that we have going at all times. Um, we have my Live Rich Planner, which is the new upscale version of the first one yeah. I did. And we have the Budget by Paycheck Workbook, which is my number one a product of all time. It's just an amazing uh, budgeting tool for families and, and women and and dads too. Yeah. And dads. Yeah. That was one of my questions originally. I go, so this is all centered around like females. Like, what about the budget dad? Yeah, we get that a lot. I get. I do get. Uh, it's it's I was strange. Like, did you copyright that? Did the trademark it like we talked about? No, I you haven't, haven't trademarked it. I haven't it? done it yet. Hold on. Where's my phone? I got my attorney <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. But you know, we get. We've been getting. Call the um, IP attorney real quick. <laughs> yeah, we've been getting a lot more um, military men. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
who who feel just tremendous guilt about leaving their wives at, at home, having to deal with that significant burden of doing the finances on their own. And yeah. so they're wanting to learn more to help them. So it's something that I do realize this year we are coming out with gender neutral options for That's men. Cool. Um, and so we can actually help those those people in need too. Yeah. So you you mentioned men, obviously. So you, you said you've got a boyfriend now. Yes. I have to assume he's fairly fiscally savvy or, or do you guys, oh. is that, does that put pressure on things if he's? No, not at okay. all. See, my boyfriend, Christopher, we have very, very, very different aspects this and the way of, the way think of thinking one. about budgeting. So he is live in the moment, quality of life now type of person. Okay, so he is not concerned about saving for retirement because his thing is, I mean, he does save for retirement. He he works with UPS and he has an amazing oh, yeah. 401k through that, through the that company. Stinking unions, yeah. God dang But it. he's more the person is, I want to spend my money now because I might not be around tomorrow to enjoy it. So he is really big on quality of life. Um, I'm the type of, you know me, I'm a planner, right? And I like to plan things out. And I, for me, there is a foreseeable future that yeah. I have to plan mm-hmm. for, right? Um, when he probably doesn't have kids, But I he also doesn't about, yeah. budget. I know that sounds weird. And he also doesn't, I mean, he has debt, but he's not like gazelle intense about paying it off. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to throw what I can at my debt. I know I could do more, but I'd rather you know enjoy it with the weekend with the guys having you know watching the football games or whatever like it comes back to that Mm -hmm. quality of life here's the thing (laughs) we may differ in the way that we think about money but we are a team number one Mm -hmm. we've learned to support one another even though we have those differences does it bug me that he doesn't do things my way absolutely not I am there to support him and see him through with his wins the way he sees them as wins. Yeah. Um, and he is there to support me as well. We've kind of find a nice middle ground. Now, when it comes to me getting a little frustrated is when it comes to vacations, <laughs> right? So he's like, you know, I don't, you know, he d- doesn't plan ahead and doesn't like, I don't need to set anything aside for this vacation. I'm like, oh no, honey, you know, we have like, excursions to buy and we have like food costs we have to think about tipping the waiter you know all these different things i'm thinking about and so i get do get a little bit frustrated at that but at the end of the day we have an amazing trip we're on the same page we support one another and it's fantastic yeah that's funny See, minus the day i'm probably more like your boyfriend than than i am like you yeah so, and ben always points out that i'm kind of unique and that I'm, I'm single i uh, don't have any kids so doing what I do I do have more disposable Never been income than, than most yeah. people so right. eating, I eat out more than I should I, I take whimsical trips to Green Bay to go see the Packers play and things like that but um, whimsical <laughs> it was whimsical I had a week to plan that <laughs> <laughs> Miller liked whimsical yeah. so um, let it away on the bubbles so but I do know that the way I do things like it's stressed out partners in the past. Yes. To where, like, somebody puts the bill down and I just send my card away and, mm. and people will be like, but you didn't even look at it. And I was like, well, I, yeah. I assume it's right. And yeah. I, I have to <laughs> imagine that you're, you've been there and you're kind of like... Uh, you know, it's funny because I have not got to that to the point where I'm like, look, this is how we're doing it. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
I guess for me, I'm the type of partner where I really try to understand where he's coming from it and see like his point of view. And then I just learn to kind of morph to that, <laughs> right? Um, because the last thing that you want to do, especially with finances with the partner, is stress them out to a point where they no longer want to do anything. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, my boyfriend, he does wonderful. The great thing about him is he is not a spender to the most part. So, like, he's like, hey, you know, for a date night, for instance, like, he's totally fine doing the two ninety nine bowling date night. Sounds perfect. You know, you know, where I know there are a lot, there are people out there who are a lot bigger spenders than that. So that mm -hmm. I'm really fortunate. So I try to pick out, like, the things that are a blessing, I try to focus on the positive. Um, but because we we do everything separately, mm -hmm. nothing is commingled. Um, we do live together, but we are not married. And after going through my divorce, I will tell you right now, I will no, no, never again commingle my money the way I did when I was married. Mm -hmm. I learned from that experience. Um, and my opinion on that subject has changed drastically after my divorce. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that it's okay to have uh, a joint bank account but as far as yours is mine and mine is yours concept that has changed a lot for me since my divorce yeah. um just go I, I lost a lot in that I um can only imagine yeah so so with, with as far as my boyfriend chris it's like we do things 100 percent differently and separately and we're there to support and for each other i mean that's what it boils down to that's good so this is something i've always thought and i'm not sure what the answer is <laughs> But I know there's like a thousand people who are wondering this. So the blue check mark on Instagram, how do you get it and do you got to buy it? No, you don't have to buy it. So here's the thing. I was denied over 20 times for my blue check mark before I got it. So the blue check <laughs> mark, the blue check mark, and the reason I wanted it is because I wanted people to know I'm a real person, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it. But another reason is because I'm like, wait a minute. This person has a blue check mark. Like, why can't I have the blue check mark? And so I tried and applied, applies, denied, denied, denied. All of a sudden, last July, we got a ton of national media. We were on Good Morning America. We were the trending story on Apple News. I'm like, okay, now is my time. I went to go apply for the blue Instagram. I had it within two hours. Whoa. So I, I, this is what I think. I don't know. I think it has to do with media mm -hmm. like you have to cert like they have to certify that you have some type of media presence some, cred. some credit yeah. right to what you're doing you can't have one ben i'm, I'm working <laughs> on it i'm working you know, like really, how do i get my blue jump i'll tell you what i really All thousand don't followers that i have i don't know like if there's a follower count you have to have or like if you have to have certain things i don't so know so you didn't pay for it i did not pay for my blue okay. check mark i hear you can pay for them okay i did not know but i don't know I don't I know. Don't if that's know. True I've never researched. Nobody it. knows. We still I literally, don't know. I thought, okay, we're the trending story on Apple News right now. This is my time to apply for this it, and is, I did. This is and, my blue check mark moment. And then, literally within two hours, I had it. So mm. I think O2E should get a blue check mark. Our, we got some work to do. We you, might, you might actually have to post some things to O2E. Hey. <laughs> so that's I don't like social media very mm. much. It's it. Uh, he's like, can you take a selfie and send it to me so I can post it? And I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I hate taking selfies. Like, I hate selfies too, so it's okay. And especially when it was at the gym last year when it was gyms. He's like, can you take a selfie at the gym? I'm like, oh, oh that looks so weird. You're like, like at the gym. Like, I hate this. Hey. You just gotta own it and just go on with it. But there's more the to it than that as well. You just gotta like, own it. I'd, I'd like, 
I'd like you to actually start taking some videos in the car and stuff as well and just sharing random thoughts of the day. Oh, I could do that. You know, and I'll do it as well, and we both have to do it because yeah, yeah, it's just... Yeah. You have to stay relevant. You have to keep yeah. posting stuff daily, right? So oh, that yeah. was one of my questions. Is so she's four hundred thirteen thousand mm-hmm. followers now. That's you got your blue check mark. Got the Still blue working check on mark. my blue check mark. <laughs> All four hundred thirteen followers of mine. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a few thousand, hundred thousand more than me. A little bit. Just, just I'm I'm gonna get close, very close. Especially when I don't post or do anything. <laughs> But how do you think you got that many followers? Obviously, they relate to your story. Yeah. Anything strategic that you've done? You know, done, it's funny because I get this question a lot. How, like, how are you growing so fast? And most of the time, my answer is like, I have no idea. Mm. But I started thinking about it some more. Consistency. One of the things that I think that we do so differently on social media is we show up every single day for my readers. Yeah. I have posted a video on Instagram every day for the last two years. I want my readers to know I'm there and that I see them and that I hear about them and that I care. My way of showing my readers that I care is by showing up every day for them. I think another reason that we've grown the way we have, but not just grown, you can grow all day long on Instagram. It's keeping those followers, right? And retaining them. One of the ways we do that is I still answer every single Instagram message personally. How many do you get? We get thousands. Um, So the way, thank goodness for my assistant, she has taken over all support, emails and messages. So support, I'm talking about product support. Like, I can't find this product or I'm having issues with my download. Yeah. But as far as budgeting and saving and debt stories, that's me. But I think it's so, so extremely important. I'll tell you what, I will grow my team around this all day long in order for me to keep doing this. I think it is so, so important. I have gotten so many messages that say, Miko, the fact that you responded to me has changed my entire day. I started this day out crying and feeling so hope, so hopeless and so lost. The fact that you saw me, mm-hmm. the fact that you heard me, you, were an- you answered me, you gave me hope, you showed me that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Those are the reason, and that's the reason why we continue to do it. So I think that's, cool. that's really important to growth. But I also think we post every day, mm-hmm. not just showing very videos. Another thing is, is we don't post just a post. The, I ask myself one question every time I post something is, how is this going to help somebody, somebody <clears throat> today? What we post has to be helpful mm-hmm. to my readers. It's not just like content just to throw up there. It, there is a very specific reason in, behind what we're posting. Um, and so I, those are the things that I came up with. But up until now, it's kind of just like, I don't know how we grow so fast. <laughs> well, a lot of it will be organic growth. A yes. lot of it is hashtags and algorithms and but you mentioned you were on Good Morning America. You were yeah. on Apple's News, and that's the stuff that—that's how I find things. Yeah, totally. I don't read much news, but a lot of times yeah. I'll—I'll I'll see someone on something, and I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" And then I think yeah. my default is to look for them on social media and see what they're doing. Because yeah, I like Gary Vaynerchuk, and his strategies towards posting and how you post, and mm-hmm. you know, he—he he likes the short, sharp stuff, like a minute or less, like yeah. get mm-hmm. something out there. Mm-hmm you want more information hey we've got a program for right. that type thing and i that's exactly what you do you go on there and you talk about i mean i've, I've watched videos where you're showing people your budget for yes. the week mm-hmm. yes it's like a, your accountability thing right? it is yeah and, it's very much and it's engaging and it's awesome 
Yeah. Well, I think seeing those real numbers, it's the main reason I started the budget mom is showing what a realistic budget looks like in someone's real life. Mm. I was so tired of seeing examples of how to budget when I was learning how to manage my money. It's mm -hmm. like someone like explain to me why, why I should implement this in my life. Show me what it looks like in yours. I had a really hard time finding those. Yeah, the those lead by example. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Um, we practice what we preach. I mm -hmm. practice what I preach. Um, the products that I offer to my readers, I use in my real life. Yeah. I think it's what makes it so successful um, for people and, and why the, our word of mouth is our marketing. I mean, my readers do the marketing for us because they're true believers in what we're doing mm -hmm. and our mission here at The Budget Mom. So that has a huge um, reason behind, our, I think, the way that we've grown. Yeah. So you mentioned off-air talking to Dave Ramsey, meeting with Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of people that compare what you do yes. to him and, and does that upset you, kind of? It doesn't upset me. It does get a little frustrating because I get people who tell me that the way that I'm doing things is wrong because it's not what he says to do. <laughs> like he's the gold standard. There, there are cult-like followers out there, there yeah. who will beat other people up if they don't do it to a T. Dave didn't say that. That's yeah, okay. or you didn't follow the baby steps or, hey, you're doing baby step six when you should be doing baby step two. Uh -huh. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm at the baby step we your do, face. How we about do that? get yeah. compared a lot because one of the methods in our budgeting system, the cash envelope method, mm -hmm. is the same. I didn't create the budget cash envelope methods. Dave did not create the cash envelope methods. In fact, they were there was something that were way before we even existed that were mentioned on a radio show. That's how it initially came about for the cash envelopes. But um, I would say we're, I'm different in the fact that I am not so boxed in yeah. with my budgeting method. If you want to work on a $15,000 emergency fund before really getting gazelle intense on your debt, please do. I, I'm a huge believer in that because if you do not feel at peace with the decisions you're making about money, you will never feel, feel successful, no matter whose expert opinion you're using or whose advice you're using. Mm -hmm. You have to do it for yourself. And that's something that I really learned on my journey and just giving myself grace to do it the way that worked for me yeah that's well, awesome even to quantify that a little more one of the things i've always wondered when dave talks about baby step number one save up a thousand dollars emergency fund and it's like so in spokane a thousand dollars is an okay amount right new york city seattle portland a thousand dollars is i mean you'd be as well peeing in the ocean well here's the thing even here in spokane you replace <laughs> your tires on your car that's 500 bucks gone oh, half yeah, your you emergency fund yeah. now imagine adding three children in a house to the mix yeah it's not enough. No. And I, the, the saddest thing that I hear from readers is, Miko, I just had a new baby. <laughs> I I'm just saved up $1,000 in my emergency fund. I moved on to baby step two. I'm paying off debt. I am up at night worried that I don't have enough to take care of my family in my emergency totally. fund, but I'm being told to pay off debt. Am I wrong for feeling this way? No. No one should ever no. feel that they're wrong for feeling that way mm -hmm. um and the worst thing you can do is move on or do something because your heart is if your heart's not fully in it so you know i saved up six months worth of, of emergency fund for me that's that's what lay, let me lay my head on a pillow and feel comfortable at night totally um so i i really do believe it comes down to what you feel in your gut is right for you and your family so as far as your business goes well, I've got two things. Maybe I'll tell my story first, and then I'll get into my next <laughs> question. It's back to the Instagram messages. 
That's how I actually met Miko. My mom freaking wouldn't even <laughs> give me your email. So she's a, the budget mom is a client of Clunt Hosmer or yeah. was or is. I'm not sure where they're at with all that right now. But and my mom's like, my both my parents like for two months. All I heard was the budget mom, the budget mom, the budget mom. I'm like, what the hell? Who is this budget mom? And why are you keep talking about her? <laughs> and then I was like, why don't you guys introduce me to her so we can actually I can find out what the heck this is? I'm like, oh, she's so busy. She's so busy. I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> All of, what am I sitting here eating bonbons or something? And so finally, I just messaged her, and she responded because she responds to all of her Instagram yes. messages. I didn't know that, yeah. so I was like, "Hey, mom, guess who responded to me?" <laughs> that's, that's my family's way of saying hello. Ben each other just the made a finger. nasty gesture for anybody that's yeah. wondering. But I was like, "What the heck, mom? Like, you won't even introduce." <laughs> well, we don't want. She's very busy. Yes, it is true. I am very busy. But here's the thing: my heart is here in the community. Um, so I, I, this is where I focus a lot of my time and energy. Like we work a lot with the Spokane Public Library. We work a lot with the public school systems. And a lot of that is for free. I do that for free because my heart is here. The number one people I want to start helping is the people that I, that surround me. My community is number one for me. And so when you told me about this, that you were here, you know, local, anytime I hear the word local or, you know, people reaching out to educate right i'm i'm all for it mm -hmm. so i have a partnership idea for you and we can talk about it now or we can do it off air but we i was just out last week and we've got five more builds coming up with them with habitat for humanity oh yeah and a lot of people don't un don't know that part of their program is teaching people how to so their their mortgage payments they don't right. give the houses away their mortgage payments have to be 30 percent or less of their total income mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they structure the loans really interestingly but then they want to give them financial education as well and that's the part they struggle with i wonder if that's something you could potentially work with habitat on yeah you know we do we work with a lot of nonprofits here in spokane that that would be definitely something that i'm interested in um but we, I know it sounds really weird. I'm a huge animal lover. Um, so we do a lot of work for the Spokane Humane Society. We donate a lot, our, not mm -hmm. just money, but our time. Um, and so, yeah, I would love, I mean, anything like that is right up my alley. Yeah, and I, I'm always trying to connect people. That's kind of yeah, what I do. Connector. And get paid for it. The connector. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. No, I mean, my job is all about networking. Yeah, so yeah. The more, Sales, yeah. The more people I know, the better I tend to do. But I don't look at it like that. For yeah. me, it's just like I genuinely... Just build connections. Enjoy yeah. just saying, hey, you should know this person. Go for coffee. Mm -hmm. I really like that. So from a business standpoint, you asked... Uh, if we monetize this podcast at all and I yeah. said no and you started a blog and obviously now have parlayed that into a legitimate great business mm -hmm. too so uh, obviously I know one of the ways that you have revenue is through merchandise mm -hmm. what other ways are you actually I mean what are the ways to make money doing I know. YouTube and it's so Instagram funny because and all these things I mean, yeah what, what we do is so it's so drastically different I mean being a blogger you know slash influencer I hate that word but um, love yeah what we do is very so we do about 85% of the income we make is from products um, okay. but we I also have a website and with that comes maintenance costs right I have a website developer so I had to think how can I pay for maintenance costs and as we grew over millions of followers every month the maintenance costs went up significantly we had to get our own dedicated server so ads ads is, is one things that i had to, i placed on my website um that helped me keep the website running for all these millions of viewers that come to it um we also do get now the great thing about 
the budget mom is that we don't do a lot of sponsorship or partnership mm -hmm. type posts. Mm -hmm. I will, you will probably never see on my Instagram hashtag ad, hashtag sponsor. I hate those posts. Use my discount code. Yeah, I mean, mean there is code? there is <laughs> one <laughs> partnership that we have and that's with Fetch Rewards, but that's because I honestly use it in my real life and I freaking love it. What is like it personally. Fetch rewards. You scan your receipts and it gives you reward points and you can get use those reward points to get gift cards. And it's cool. a true deal. And I, I know such a thing existed. I, didn't I love it. I've paid for Christmas gifts. I prayed for my son's you know, school clothes with the gift card. Like it works. And so cool. things that I truly believe in yeah. that I really use. Not a gimmick. Man. Right. I'll do I'll do a partnership with them. So I mean, essentially that's really it. Cool. No, I mean that that answered my question. I was just wondering. <laughs> I was just like, huh. Because yeah. I know you and I have talked about before in terms of ads, and you had mentioned that you never would do paid no. sponsorship advertisements. Mm -mm. And it's I always love those ones, too. I think you said it, Steven. It's like, uh, use my promo, my discount code or whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. that just seems kind of chintzy. Well, like, it's, just, it's a commission code. That's what it is. It's so yeah. that they know who to share. Well, and here's the thing. You got to think about who my audience is. The last thing that they want is to get bombarded with things they should be buying. Seriously. Yeah, right? Like we're trying to not have frivolous spending. I'll share something with my readers if I honestly think it will bring value to their lives or if I actually use it in my own life. If not, it, they can message me and ask for that personally one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. And that's how we've currently handled it. We have been getting, like, as my platform has grown, we're getting more questions like what shirt are you wearing or what jeans are you wearing or what purse are you wearing so those questions are answered more one-on-one -on -one, but i'm not going to be throwing out like Here's the link partnership you know. links and yeah. all that have stuff. you shared your skincare routine on the instagram oh yet? yes i have it <laughs> is like i have it's like my number one question that i get <laughs> affordable organic products because i'm an organic user okay. um i don't like paraben dyes fragrances perfumes Na a natural color. Anything. I was joking. I didn't know you'd actually done that. I really did. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> but it's like we get the question. We're going to do that. That's what we're going to do on O2E. <laughs> we're going to show his facial whatever thing. The cream you put on your face. I literally do nothing. Do no, anything we're going to do one. Don't lie. I yes. know you do. That's how so you keep that baby face. We, we only did it because we literally get the question hundreds of times a day. Oh, so, seriously. Yes. It's wow. insane. Yes. Seriously, it's good an job, Stephen. It's an interesting. Yeah, I guess thing. Like, I don't know, and hair too. I don't know because I don't do mark. anything with my hair. But they're like, uh, were you in the news? Did you do the facial thing? Did you on do this? the facial routine post? <laughs> we're gonna get that. Blue like, check I mark. genuinely hate having anything on my face. I don't yeah. even put moisturizer on my face. I yeah. hate it. Yeah, I hate don't. You, yes, yes. So yeah, that's why I look so young, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> you must be putting stuff on your face. Maybe that's why you look old. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a thing. How old do you think he is? Oh, no. How old? This is a horrible that, question. That would okay. be zero offense. Okay. I would say 27. Thank 27? you. 27? How old do you think Ben is, or do you know? I don't know. I was like, I don't think she would know. 27. I would say you guys look about about the same. 27, 28. Oh, you're totally trying to lowball it. Is it higher? A lot higher than that? I'm 38. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm 31. I got okay, the baby I'm face, 34. Though. I'm 34. Yeah, so. I got the baby face, and I'm proud of it. Oh, good it's, lord! It's an accident. God, your ego. I'm accident. <laughs> not ego. It's a fact. <laughs> He's got the good genes. Okay. No, I'm just saying it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. The ego. The ego is getting bigger. All right. I got something else. Okay. Um, 
Good morning, America. Talk to us about that. Who was that as an experience? It was a really good experience. Good. So, so far to date, they have come to me and they filmed with their video crew here, which was helpful because I have my son. Um, And so traveling is hard. Um, We were on ABC Live which is a little bit different than a filmed interview. I think I like the good morning segment a little bit more just because it was laid back. It was in my apartment. It was in a comfort zone. Um, and I knew things could be edited. <laughs> totally. uh, live is a little bit different where you're put on the spot and you're like, and it was the first time I was ever in a live studio and you don't realize how many microphones they have or cameras they have. And so I like, they're all around me, like a full circle. And I, well, you could totally tell too when they aired it. I, I didn't like, know I like, which photo. one to look at. <laughs> but no, Good Morning America was wonderful. And anytime we get the opportunity to do those types of things, I'm all about it because that's more lives that we can touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, we've been on San Francisco live news, and people are like, why did you fly down for something that's so local to them? I'm like, if one person heard or saw the show and it changed their lives, that trip was worth it oh, for us. Brand. I mean, that's a good so, way to buy brand recognition right there. That's people a, in San Francisco need help with finances. Oh, they have crazy. no concept of money whatsoever. Well, it's <laughs> the expense. Welcome to California. It's so expensive yeah. there. Yeah. Like, well, it's outrageous. My friend lives, now he's in San Francisco, but I went down and spent time there last February in Palo Alto. He works in Palo Alto mm. where, like, mm-hmm. Apple and Facebook yeah. and all that is. And he was showing me houses that he claims are worth thirty million. Oh, it's not. And here they're two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes, three hundred thousand dollars. It's only because they're and not as a lot there. That everybody's the driving Teslas. Yes, and, and I felt like all of the relationships were so fake and forced, and they want to know where you work and how much you earn. And well, that was to your point earlier of, of feeling like I think I read on your thing. It's like I felt like I had to get my nails done or a purse mm-hmm. or be that mom. Or yeah. be that, it's but like yeah, San it's San all competitive. The Bay Area, they need help with finances. They have no concept of how the rest of the country lives. Yeah. You almost seem like it's like they need help with finances, but they also need help with like identity. Yeah. It's like quit trying to find your identity in your neighbor's in stuff. someone else. Yeah. 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 No, I was in San Fran for just a couple of days and it was funny because I was talking to the cab driver, the U- the Uber driver, and he said that he has to live in he owns a house, but he has to have five roommates. Oh my gosh. Just to make the rent payment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that house in Spokane's like $150,000. Yeah. <laughs> when, That's um, crazy. It's nuts. When Big Steven told me what he paid in rent, I was like, see, what? That's and I'm his buddy for in San one Francisco, bedroom, Big Steven. Like bedroom, studio. Kitchen and a little living room area. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, I mean, 3500 or something oh, a yeah. month. I mean, I, the same way goes in, like, you look at downtown Seattle. It's the same. It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy over there as yeah. well. Mental. My brother lives in Santa Barbara, and the cost for his little 400-square-foot studio that he lives in, I think, is, like, 50% more than the mortgage he had on an actual house here. <laughs> yeah. A full insane. house. Yeah, that's insane. It's so, jeez. Like, you lead a community. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, whether you... I'm sure you do embrace it, but you're you're in leadership. You're in self help. Yes. Um, and a lot of people shy away from it, and you embrace it. Obviously, talk to us about the how do you deal with the responsibility of that? Because clearly, people reach out to you. You feel yes. the need to respond to them, but that's a lot of responsibility. Does it ever get heavy for you? Did yes. You ever just like ugh. every day I carry the load, and that's the honest truth. Um, it's one of the things that comes with this job. Every night I go to sleep with my reader's problems on my shoulders. And that's a huge responsibility that I take into play. But another thing about what's hard and 
what I've coming to realize is that sometimes I'll say or do something on my Instagram and people will say, for instance, I was just recently in the Dominican Republic and I posted a photo of me with a monkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh my gosh, we got hate mail for days Whoa. about animal cruelty and Whoa. animal tourism, right? I had no, of course, the post had nothing to do with that, right? But someone, one of my readers, the way they put it was, you may not know it, but the way your influence that you have over people is drastically different when you were just a normal person, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming to realize that a lot more. With that said, though, I will never stop being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And people can unfollow me or follow me if they want. Totally. But I started this, the, the budget mom, on a mission to be honest and truthful about who I am. And just because I hold the influence I do doesn't mean I'm going to come out and lie and post something that isn't true. Well, right? So the I'm, very thing that made you who you are, like you're going to compromise right, that? Right. And because so somebody doesn't like you to take a picture with a monkey? As far as being an influencer and a leader in that way, I struggle because sometimes... I forget that I do have this massive influence on mm-hmm. people just because even today I wake up and I can't believe where we are as far as the business and being on social media. So yes, I do carry the that burden. Um, and some days it's harder than others. I'm not going to lie. It is hard. Yeah. So, so from a mental health standpoint too, what do you do to cope with that? I embrace it. So I realize that when I started the budget mom, that this was going to be something that I would have to carry. And I picked up the torch and I decided I was going, I made that decision at that time that that's something that I wanted to do. Um, so I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. I also though, I have to find times where I check out Yeah. Mm-hmm. days where nights where I just binge watch a Netflix show and not think about anything. That's tonight. Right, that's to, that's about that's, to be the day when I go hard. home when and home eat time. leftover chili and make grilled cheese and hang out with my son. Ben and I have that effect on people. We stress them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can't take it. Yeah, you need time to just clock out for totally. a little bit and reboot because you can't be the best leader if you don't give yourself that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be the best version of you unless you work on things for yourself. Well, and we've talked about that in fitness, right? Taking a rest day, you're even stronger yeah. when you come back the second day. I mean, you could need to rest to be well, stronger. And sometimes you just need to get the heck out of the office. Like I've, you oh, do. Heck yeah. I was talking to um, my friend when I was in uh, Milwaukee, and he left early on Friday, and apparently the whole office nearly had a meltdown because he'd left early on a Friday. And I was like, if you're working in an office where you can't say, hey, my buddy's flying in and lands at 2 o'clock, I'm going to go get him. And I'm not talking like leaving projects unfinished. Yeah. I'll yeah. never ever work in a place that I can't just be like, I need to go for a walk. Yeah. I got to get out of here for 30 minutes. I got to do this. Well, and do what that. type of leader would you be if you're limiting people going on a walk because they need to empty their heads? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that is definitely, like I said, that's something we're definitely focusing on. I, I'm finding myself more as we grow. I want to step back a little bit from mm-hmm. the day-to-day operations of the budget mom and really focus on the things where my heart is. And that's the educational part mm-hmm. of what I do. Um, but my time is getting eaten away by the more the day-to-day operational activities. And so we are... Hence the hiring. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, hence the hiring. <laughs> hence the hiring and and we're really, 
you know, we're focusing on efficiency this year. It's something that the, that I've set for a New Year's resolution for the business. Res so. I was going to ask you. So it's a resolution, it not is a goal. A, yeah, it is a resolution. Um, efficiency. So how can we get more done, help more people, but work less, mm -hmm. not work harder? Yeah. And what does that look like for us? So that's really what we're focusing on. So in the commentary, you're going to love this. She was talking about, we were talking about s snippets, like for a weekly tent that 10 Capital does. And uh, Matt, the guy who does the filming, was like, hey, why don't you do something on 2020 New Year's resolutions, you know, when like financial New Year's resolutions. And she was describing, I don't, she didn't even know she was describing it. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking about well, goals are these finite time frames, like something that needs to be done at a certain time. And she's like, a resolution yeah. is something that's continual improvement every day. I'm like, have you read Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game? <laughs> like, you literally just described that. I was going to suggest start with why and The Infinite Game. Because I think oh. if you want to take a step back and focus on the why and the, the sort of bigger picture stuff, yeah. those two books do you read it all? change your, your world. <sighs> That, oh, I'm that's getting, a no. I listen, I don't read. Yeah, audio you know, I'm thinking I'm going to shift to that. I, I, don't get me wrong, I have like 30 books on my bookshelf right now that I'm like, oh, I need to read this, oh, I need to read this, and I never have like set the time aside mm -hmm. to actually do it. I pass out. Yeah, it's what happens. Why do, Why is it like that? You get like two pages in, <laughs> and the next thing you know, you wake up the next morning. <laughs> and then you're like, what did I read? You're what were like, those what two happened? pages? But, uh, it's true, and I just find that I, I'm not big into multitasking mm. except listening to books and podcasts and interviews and things like that I do when you're when driving walking the dog driving yeah. to and from yeah. the gym so i get an hour and a half to two hours every day i love just that in the morning. yeah and listening to a book i can have a book knocked out in a week listening to it rather than sitting and like you said just passing out and waking yeah. up and going oh I've read like three pages. Yeah, and I don't remember. That's a great idea. Maybe I maybe I'll try to implement that. Try Audible. your Audible. Your first yeah. book's yeah, free. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, the you would think that we were sponsored by Audible too. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, sure. but we'll, we'll see if we can get money from them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about you in this one podcast. Can we get some money? From <laughs> no. So they've changed all. Of that. Sorry to go off on a tangent. They've completely mm. changed the ad networks now. Like I don't know if you've listened to any of Dan Cummins' new podcast. Mm -hmm. So now he used to do them on the fly and read them on the fly. Yeah. And now you have to pre-record them and put them in at certain times. Oh, my time goodness. And so if we if we do go down that, and I've had some people ask us to do some things. And I think I told you this. And I had to tell them, no, it's a product I wouldn't use. And if I'm not going to use it, yes. I'm yeah. not going to yeah. advertise it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So basically, it was um, supplements. And I looked at the ingredients of the supplements and it said this one thing, it was proprietary blend. Mm. And I was like, what's in your proprietary blend? Well, it's proprietary. And I was like, well, I'm not interested in you telling people to use your it. Proprietary yeah. blend Don't know what you're sticking yeah. in your yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a 30% proprietary blend, that means that you're not disclosing what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody to use that. And yeah. it was kind of... Especially when you won't tell us what it is. Well, it wasn't an official like, hey, this is through a podcast network. It was just somebody locally said, hey, would yeah. you want to... No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to stay... Look, we could quadruple our revenue for the budget mom if we did that. If we just went out and, and 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 you know posted all these things that we got brand sponsorships for, but you have to stay true to yourself and what. You well, and you got to sleep at night. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just sponsored that. I was advertising this crappy product. Yeah. Hey, but hey, you know what? Made me a dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feel really good about that. That's it. If you just want to make money, there's tons of ways to make money. Yeah. Totally. But. You know, a lot of us want purpose and want a meaning and want, you know, to be able to do something that we're passionate about as well. Yes. So I asked you this question early before we started any of this today, and it was uh, five years ago, kind of where, where were you? 
But then also, so I'll have you say where you were five years ago, but then I also want to know where do you see the budget bomb in five years from today? So 2025. Yeah, what's next? So five years ago, I was working in the financial industry, going to a day-to-day job. I was happy, but I wasn't fulfilled, right? I love my job, but I felt like I was put on this earth for something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that in the budget mom. Five years from now, that's really hard because a year ago, if you would have asked me where the budget mom was, I would have no idea that I'd be right here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we we adapt and we evolve on a day-to-day basis. Um, In five years, I hope that we continue to and know that we'll continue to work on the same mission that we started with, and that's helping as many people as, as we can. I just hope we can do it a lot better than what we're doing now. And that's really all I can really focus on. I was going to say, I know that you'll be happy, it sounds like, no matter whether it's, I mean, the budget mom could probably go to a fifth the size and yes. you'd still do it and be happy. Yes. And you go to grow by 50 times and you'd still be happy, which is cool. Yeah. But in your wildest hopes and dreams, what does it look like in five years? Um, I would say that we we have everything in-house. And what I mean by that is I hope we have any everything from design to production to printing, um, everything ecosystem. I, w- I would love to exactly I'd love to have a business ecosystem that's really efficient mm-hmm. um, and that kind of runs itself and that I have employees that I I can trust I think mm-hmm. and, and find employees that are just as passionate as me it, if in my wildest dreams that's where I'd hope cool. we would be you gotta have wild dreams yeah like your BHAG best kind yeah your BHAG <laughs> big hairy audacious goal best kind do you have any questions for us we, we sometimes ask this question and sometimes we don't and it always leads That's, down a, a and then fun we path. end it and people are like so oh, I, I do have a question, a question for each one of you Uh-oh. I'd love for each one of you to tell me your number one passion ooh that's tough life number one passion I mean I, I, I live life like I'm I'm very much a whimsical want to do this now sport is probably my number one passion whether it be soccer football basketball um, my life does re- revolve around sport. Is it a lot. watching or playing yourself? Yes. <laughs> yes, to both. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, I can answer that um, one for you. Yeah, yeah. So I go to the gym, and that's the only thing that I really, other than sport, I enjoy doing lifting weights. I'm not interested in running marathons or any of that nonsense. If there's a ball, I'll chase it all day, but I won't run just for the sake of running. I see, I'm a long distance runner. So Are you? Yeah. Oh. So I run just to run, but to me it's a stress reliever so that's why yeah, i do it kind of probably, probably like going to the gym and too. lifting weights too yeah. yeah yeah and if i can have a sub passion it would just be relationships and by that i mean i love to meet people yeah mm-hmm. i love to get to know people i love to connect people um so is it safe to say you're an extrovert uh, an introverted extrovert if there's such a thing okay so i just understand that very much when I'm on, I'm on. Mm-hmm. But then there's entire weekends where I literally won't talk to anybody yeah. and yeah. I have to just go and recharge. Um, yeah. But yeah, when, when when I'm feeling like it, I can be super extroverted. And there's other times that I'm kind of just Like chill mode. Taking mm-hmm. it all in. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. There's yeah. times where I just don't, uh, you know, the, uh, I can't even. <laughs> like I can't deal with it. I'm right done now. with this world. <laughs> I'm out. And I, I'm really good at the Irish, the Irish goodbye. <laughs> Just walking out. Just leaving. Like, bye. Telling anybody. No, he doesn't say bye. He oh. Just walks out. No, he, that's the Irish, the Irish goodbye. goodbye. You just don't like, tell anybody. You just yeah. literally just leave. Okay. 
and my friends know it. My friends are used to it. Where'd Stephen go? Ah, <laughs> oh, he's home in bed. Cause oh, it's nine o'clock. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, Stephen goes to bed early too. He's the old man. I do too. But I'm an early riser though. So yeah, I wake up around four most days. Me too. Yeah. You guys are messed up. What time do you go to bed? Well, lately it hasn't been until like midnight. It's been horrible because of projects, business projects, but. I, tr- I try to force myself in bed by 10. <laughs> well, if you're going to have a four. I'm yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, work, I'm running on an hour and a half sleep today. Yeah, that's yeah. Really, I feel okay. Unhealthy. But, um, but I'll make up for it tonight. I was like, or yeah. tomorrow it'll it'll hit you. But So your passion, Ben? That's a good one. I mean, that's a hard question, honestly, for me. I mean, cause I, I've, first and foremost, I love cars. I mean, I think everybody knows I talk about cars on the podcast. It's like I have a car problem. Like oh. so, we collect not like I mean I've got cars, small cars, but actual cars, too. So my family has a couple of cars that we've had since they were brand new in 1938, 1952. So I like old cars. Uh, that's always been something I enjoy. But also, it's like I think as you, well, I'll go back to my. I've got sub passions too. You're not going <laughs> to get me to nail down one. Is I've always liked taking things and building them up. So I think that's why finance works because I'm creating a plan for people and implementing it and watching it grow, right? And that part of it, I really like the planning side of of it. I mean, we have analysts in-house. I don't have to do that, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like the planning side and the relationship side with people is what really invigorates me from a passion standpoint. And But then also I think – outside of the job now the another passion is like once you have kids it's weird how things change a little bit because mm. it's like your passion becomes it's like how can i set you up to have a great life right yeah so it's like your passion becomes really that foundation for your kids too which yeah is, for sure yeah changes a little bit from when you're singly like make a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> my passion is making my own no nope, don't really care as much about that anymore yeah for yeah. sure it's like still have to have, provide a living for your family and want to grow and be a good steward of whatever you have but mm-hmm. yeah it changes yeah, for sure. I having my son like total life change. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I I try to remember my life before him, and I can't remember what my life was before my yeah. son. <laughs> In a way, easier. Yeah. Yeah. Also, probably less fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, where can people find you? What platforms are you on? What's easiest? Well, if you're wanting more of my day-to-day content, that's on Instagram. Just search the Budget Mom. Um, for all of my free content. Where are you? Huh? <laughs> With, With an, an O or you? Mom, mom or mom? Or mom, M-O-M. Yes, M-O-M. Not mom, Steven. M-O-M. Um, and then for all of my free content, we focus a lot on free helpful content, and that can be found at thebudgetmom.com. And then for my more detailed, like in-depth fe- budgeting and, and finance videos, you can find me on YouTube. Sweet. Cool. cool. Well, appreciate you coming on today, giving us a bit of your time. Now you get to go home and just Netflix, eat chili yeah. and... Yeah, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese with the sun. I yes. like it. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. Rate and review if you can. That really helps us with getting additional listeners um, with Apple and everything like that. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Now